I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's felt too long, mate. It's been a while. It's been a moment, mate. It's been a moment. It's been a sweet, All sweet I can say is I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for my, uh, uh, my round two, my part de of Le Covid. Le Covid nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was delightful. It was absolutely delightful. It came with a w- lovely persistent cough, a uh, lovely little mm. sore throat, felt like daggers in the old throat. It's gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, it was one of your standard kind of appetite, you know, palated COVID uh, situations for me. You know, it wasn't too bad. It was awful, but it wasn't too bad. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. Did the family um, get it? Did the whole family no, get it? No, 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 no. Oh, what? I, 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 I fly forgot. solo. But I fly, don't fly solo, mate, or whatever you do. <laughs> uh, the, um, how was France? Oh, was my gosh. Le, Le Disneyland Paris. Yeah, have you noticed that I'm, I'm wearing my Groot hat? Oh, oh <laughs> now I have. I mate. thought, I did think, why is he wearing a hat inside? That's the reason. That is That's the whole it. reason. Right, I want you to guess how much this costs. Disneyland Paris. Yeah, group merchandise. Yeah, no cheaper than it's, it can't be any cheaper than twenty euro. Go, you're close, sort of. Oh, twenty three euros. Cost me twenty six euros. Close to thirty. It's the most expensive hat I've that spent is... on ever, ever. Oh, Rachel's here. Perfect time because Rachel's also got a hat as well. I'm going to show, show Forrest and, the, and tell the whole podcast your hat. Oh, oh mate. Really? Here she is. Right. I've got a group, but look what Rachel no, wait, says. Wait, wait. No, oh, it's wow. a So it's a Captain America wait. hat. Shut up. That wait, lights wait. up. But it's got oh. different settings, look. Oh, my God. It's like oh. a disco on Rachel's head. That is unbelievable. That is... <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Are you hiding? Inc- Where are you? I. How are you hiding? I'm currently in uh, Sophie's parents' summer house. I'm in Sophie's parents' summer house, oh, and nice. there's a mini fridge to my left. Well, I'm on. There's a table where he set up. Uh, he's doing his mortgage advice company. Her dad owns a mortgage advice company. HD Consultants. I might as well get some free advertising out there. <laughs> Episode, he will episode, love that. Episode, is episode. By... HD <laughs> consultants. consultants. Oh. For all of your mortgage needs. Um, it looks so really yes. nice. It's, it, oh, it's all right. It's very nice. I feel I'm, I'm outside, but inside. <laughs> the premise that's exactly of what summer. summer house is, isn't it? That is, but that's <laughs> what I like about it. <laughs> like, I'm one with nature. But away from nature. But, I'm also very but away from away it at the from same the time. Nature. Exactly. You don't want to get too close to nature. Too close. Yeah, to I want to feel like I'm near it. Townies. I want to be inside oh. it though. I want to see that butterfly on the window, but not in my face. 
Oh yeah, so yeah, Forrest did actually ask about Disney. Um, so yeah, we'll give you a quick little an- anecdote then. So we um, we actually think it was a Saturday night. We managed to get some time away from kids. Matt lied to me. Okay, uh, so I said to Rach, "Well, I tell you what, then let's go to Avengers Campus together like, Why and go nerd out." Time together, just oh, you and me, and yeah, get on the well. spider web slinger ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we um we went to go on <laughs> we went to go on the Spider Man ride. Right? Weren't much webbing to be like, done. Yep. <laughs> And that Dif- wasn't the kind different, of... Different type of webbing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. We, um, we went on a single rider, didn't we? Because the sing- single rider wait time was like 10 minutes or something. Matt said it was 10 minutes. Mm. Bullshit. No, but it did say it's dead on the screen above. Okay. It was about 10 minutes. It was the first Saturday of the ride. It had only been open since Wednesday. Yeah. And by this point, it's Saturday. Nice. So we get in the single rider queue. We mm. get in. Yeah. We decide we're going to go and watch the pre-show, oh. which was flipping brilliant. It was really good with Tom Holland in yeah. it. Yeah, it was oh, great. I've seen, I've seen a picture yeah. of really this. Cool. It yes. was really good. Then I think something had gone wrong with the single rider and regular rider queues, and everyone ended up standing in the same place. I think that's the only thing I could think. I, of. Yeah, I don't know. And basically, we were then in this. It's not like queuing a regular sort of queuing system you are just in a huge concrete building mm. and then all of a sudden there's no way out it was narrow as well it was so like a narrow we turned corridor. the corner and there were all these people and then people who had been slightly ahead of us in the single rider queue were way way ahead of us now and we're not moving so then i panicked oh here we <laughs> and go cried because I was like, I was like, um, oh, we are actually stuck. Oh, now I feel like I can't breathe. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I might be having. Okay, right. Let's try and push open the emergency exit door. Oh, it's oh. not opening. I'm sure with a good hefty slam it would have done, but I was then also embarrassed. Yeah. And I was yeah, around yeah. a lot of people, so I was just yeah. So then we would turn around, walk around the corner, and this other guy is also leaving. Oh my yeah. God. Here we go. You've, you've got a friend. Says, you've made uh, a friend. Kicked off. We've got a friend. We did. A friend. And uh, this, this lady working said, "Oh, do you not want to go on the ride?" She went, "No, this is taking too long." It was South wow. African, by the that's way. It, South that. African no, accent. I'm not, that's <laughs> not. That's not one of my accents. I know. I'm sorry. It's not <laughs> one of my better wow. ones. I, I thought, apologize. I thought she might be French, in which, in which case that was so far off the radar. South African, kind of appreciate it. Yep. Okay. Sort of there, yeah. So, yeah. Um, we then walked together through the Avengers campus. And yeah. he said he'd left all of his... No, his family had left him. They were mm. back over in the main Disney park. And he was just doing some Avengers stuff. So then we got on the single rider queue with him for... The actual Avengers the ride. The actual Avengers ride. Which used to be Rock and Roller Coaster. And literally just walked onto it. Matt and I were on the single rider queue. We sat next to each other. We actually threatened a cast member verbally no. as we that's went in. No, that's Because, sounds, because no, no, we, no. we said to him, no. how long's the wait? And he was like, ooh, about five minutes. Okay. And I was like, oh, he should be. He's French. Yeah, okay, this whole, no, no, and it's all just sounding a little bit like we're very horrible English people who've gone on holiday and now doing silly accents. <laughs> no, he said... We were, we, were, we were joking, we were jesting, said, it's banter, mate, banter. What's the queue time? He said 10 minutes, and me still in my panic state went, is it though? Is it 10 minutes? Oh. 
Um, wow, you said, two really um, setting a fucking image for yourselves here. That is. Is it ten minutes? Then he, <laughs> but then he said, "I do hope so. If not, you can come back and kick me." He did say that. For the record, I thought podcast, he said. He I that. thought he said, "Kiss me," and he was quite pretty. So I was excited oh. for a couple of seconds. But, but he then wasn't I realised he wasn't he wrong. Was he? Said. It was a five minute, well, well, less than five minute wait. It was yeah. literally walked straight on into the pre-show, and then, which was an animatronic of. Oh Iron my Man. god! It was so cool. Like literally, Iron Man was in front of us, moving. And it was incredible. Our friend from South Africa, who now lives in Manchester. Yeah. Who might be listening to this because I was talking about it quite loudly. Oh my god, that would be brilliant. As in this podcast. As in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we got off the ride and we jumped off and he stopped and he looked at us and he said, Oh my god, that was amazing. I'm going on that again. here to do another film review and it is the penultimate film of phase two it is avengers age of ultron here we are yes avengers age right. of ultron penultimate film um right can i open the beer now i'm gonna pipe it i'm just gonna open yeah can it. i do it with you as well i've got one as well yeah here we go what, you first Oh, we did mine at the same time. Ow. Do you just... I just hurt my fingernails there. Oh, I'll tell you what, the ASMR, ASMR part of the last podcast was probably my favourite part, mate. The sounds... Oh, it's oh, lovely, wasn't it? it? Absolutely lovely. Right, well, what are you drinking, mate? What are you drinking? So I'm drinking Crack and Ruin IPA. And this is... <laughs> I literally thought you just meant crack. Full stop. <laughs> I am drinking crack. That's where we are in the podcast. I'm around, I'm in the in-laws' house. I thought, let's get hefty. Uh, no, let's get straight to it. Yeah, oh, get a crack on. Crack on for crack and ruin. Um, so yeah, lovely, lovely hoppy beer. Uh, this is by the same company, the Oyster Company. Uh, Sophie's Friends. Uh, at the um, at the Oyster Company, I, I'm doing well. Too many shout-outs. What oh. are you drinking? Well, I'm, well, it's really underwhelming. It's um, it was a panic buy this week past weekend because it was just a bit hot, and I really wanted some beer, so I just got some San Miguel. So that's what I'm drinking right now. It's not my favourite, not the worst. It will do. Gonna drink it. Lovely, jubbly. So. Let us, or let me, read the synopsis of Avengers Age of Ultron. Are you ready? Oh, let's go for it. When Tony Stark jumpstarts a dormant peacekeeping program, things go terribly awry, forcing him, Thor, the Incredible Hulk, and the rest of the Avengers to reassemble. As the fate of Earth hangs in the balance, the team is put to the ultimate test as they battle Ultron 
a technological terror hell-bent on human extinction. Along the way, they encounter two mysterious and powerful newcomers, Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. Like it. I like it a lot. Sounds good. It's informative. Um, I, you know, what's your, you know, to get initial thoughts, let's just go straight to it. Um, Forrest, what was your initial thoughts on this movie, mate? Absolutely incredible. Um, I've got to, I've got to say straight off the bat something. Um, you, you might be controversial for you, but the civilian scenes towards the end of the, at the end of the. <laughs> The end of the film, absolutely to die for. Magic, I couldn't ask for more. Uh, beautiful scenes. Um, you know, ve- yeah, very good. This is top tier Marvel at its finest. Um, uh, not without its issues. There's definitely a couple of a couple of issues. Um, I think um, sometimes it kind of struggles with the balance of uh, spending time with certain characters. I do feel like we get a lot of time. Um, we we kind of get a lot of time with um, Bruce Banner and Tony Stark, and that they for me the the franchise as a whole hasn't really lent on their relationship as much as they should have done. Them two are brilliant in this film, and I'd quite like them to have their own film elsewhere. But it never you know never really goes that way. Yeah, I agree. I think there's. Um really awesome action moments there's really wonderful delivery on certain lines as well i've got a little list as well on lines that i just absolutely oh, chef kiss so good um do you know what i when i was watching i was about half an hour through and thinking is this a russo's movie did the russo's do this and no they didn't it is a joss whedon direction and actually i'm quite surprised by it um i don't i i it, it had quite a Russo Brothers edge to it, um, especially the first half of the movie. And then it kind of moved into kind of like, oh, okay, you know, this is Joss Whedon, I get it. It's big, this is epic. There's lots of action, um, some some of the funny lines in there, and uh, lots of puns, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I uh, really, really enjoyed it. And again, watching it again, knowing what's happening, what's going on, what's in the foreseeable future for these uh, characters at this point in time in the timeline there were some lines that I was like, oh my God, that is that, that is that, this is, so I'm really keen to uh, talk to you about certain things and certain theories that I might have uh, with mm. a certain character and what happens in phase three and phase four as well. Um, it's a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's fantastic. And I really, really, um, it was this film, I think that I, I cannot wait for Thanos now. This film where they yeah. truly brings in the Infinity Stones. Right, it, it, we've had it kind of layered here and there, but now I'm ready for Thanos to turn up and for a lot of shit to go down. 100%. Like, you get this kind of lead, especially the last act of the movie. It then just punches you in the stomach, doesn't it? You go, oh, there's something much bigger, something much bigger that's coming these stones mean something and it, and it kind of really defines and threads through kind of the end game um which is something that iron man and this is something from a character's developmental standpoint you can see that iron man has had his trilogy 
and Tony Stark is this very, you know, Robert Downey Jr.'s depiction of Tony Stark is very much of a well-rounded uh, uh, part of, of the kind of Avengers, you know, saga. But like, there is a moment where you can see Tony Stark's going, what, where, where is this taking us? And I, there were moments in Tony Stark's character where I wish there was that in the third one. Because he's got, he's sticking in, in this one, you can see that he's got massive effects from New York. He's put things into place and he's trying to sort of protect himself and others of, of an, of, of another alien invasion. You don't really get that in the third Iron Man movie for whatever reason. Um, you just kind of get the, 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 you know, the PTSD a little bit, but not kind of the, I've got to stop another, you know, alien invasion incoming. Um, yeah, there's some really cool bits with Thor. I think there's some bits I didn't like with Thor. Um, there's uh, well, I mean, we'll get to it in a moment. But like in running down the characters, um, I really loved Clint's story. I thoroughly enjoyed Hulk and Natasha Romanoff's uh, kind of flirtation and romance bit. And I wish there was more. And I really wish it was followed through. Yeah, yeah, I do. I feel like they they. That was one that they absolutely could have, could have get kept going, especially you know, especially because they needed a decent Hulk film. So actually, yeah. by having that, aren't you setting up the premise of a of a decent Hulk film? Is that actually you could have had Black Widow and a Hulk film would have been so far like left field, but actually would have been insanely good. Two completely different types of powers, but you've got a lovely little romance story. Um, which we don't normally have in Marvel, so exactly. Um, but anyway, the, the the film kicks off with you know basically you as the, an audience just going straight back into what the Avengers are. They're on a mission. They're out there trying to get the scepter um, that's currently in the hands of Hydra. Um, and you see them have an awesome little sequence of of action. The Hulk's there smashing stuff up. Um, you just you get to see that there's oh okay they're all on the same level, um, and they're kind of there's like really cool moments with Cap and Thor and the way that they're using the hammer and the shield and that's kind of threaded mm-hmm. through in the film and obviously then towards the rest of the Avengers movies as well, um, yeah and then they manage to get they manage to get that don't they? Yeah, I, w- I will say right off the bat, and I don't know, yeah, right off the bat. I thought the CGI was a little bit dodgy in that first action. Oh, I've got that as a note. I thought time. it was I've got thr- majorly throughout the movie, dodgy. Uh, but, but yeah, and yes, uh, but I do f- for, for the first scene in the film. That is some of the dodgiest CGI action sequence I've ever ever seen. There's just a lot of like wonky stuff in the background and like whizzes across the screen. I'm just like, I'm not really. I don't know, I don't know, lower budget, didn't spend a lot of time on it, but first scene in the film, I think, Christ alive, I'd rather there was less, but actually gave me more, if you know what I mean. There, there, there were, def- that was definitely one thing that I noticed in that first, first scene, but I think there were moments throughout the movie where there were sequences where it felt the CGI was a little bit unfinished. There was a moment towards the end of the movie where it's just Thor and um, Ultron having a fight, and you can see Ultron's got Thor by the neck, and you can just see him trying to hold the arm that's not obviously not there. And you're just like, oh, that's really clunky. And then you can see that it's not actually an arm. It's not, you know, it doesn't make sense. It just, 
Yeah, I think that might that might have been it wasn't ready. It had to go out at that point. And they didn't have mm-hmm. any time. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, but yes, we go straight back into Hydra. We go straight back to the fact that we've met the twins. Um, uh, what do you think of Wanda and Pietro? What do you think? The introduction to Wanda and Pietro. I am. Um... <laughs> you can you can see that they they don't really know what to do with Wanda's story you can see in this movie that Wanda's you know the story that Wanda has now is so layered there's so much that is integral to the MCU with her character now but you can see that that wasn't fully cemented in terms of where things are going with her um it felt quite you know their story as much as they were you know in the plot quite a lot there were just kind of moments where nothing really was explained like their their backstory was literally explained in in, in a conversation i think with clint or or who was who were they talking to i think they might have been talking to either clint or uh, natasha um about you know their history and you know, the fact that they got their house got blown up with start tech and they were you know submerged under the start tech um you can see how young elizabeth olsen is in this movie yes Yes. Fuck. At this point, I then realised that she was young. We had this whole conversation yeah. like in the last podcast or the podcast before, and I was like, "No, she ain't that young." And actually, no, hundred percent, I can, I can. She absolutely she's is. Young. But yeah, I yeah, I, I would agree. I think Patchy. I mean, cross like, are we? Are we? Should we go straight to the fact the the accent for Wanda that then dis- yeah, Wanda, that's literally. The wanders off at different occasions throughout the films no one can really explain why it's like that you got you got the rosso brothers and you got you know um elizabeth you got different people saying different reasons why she loses an accent gains an accent and like in reality they just thought the accent was a bit shit so occasionally we get rid of it that's a literally that that was that was quite off putting, I think, for this movie. Um, but also, we haven't mentioned Aaron Johnson's performance as Quicksilver. Um, I I needed I needed more time with that character. We needed more of a background. If there was if Disney Plus existed back then, that's when you get a Quicksilver series. You know, to, to learn a little bit more about the character before this movie comes out. Um, or I don't know shorts i don't know something i didn't really grasp aaron johnson's performance i didn't really get it it was a bit 2d there wasn't much detail coming out of his performance um the 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 way that they flick between being villains to then go oh actually no this is not a good idea we're gonna go straight into being an avenger that all happened really quickly um yeah too far too quickly and um I i feel like this film deals with a lot. There is a lot in this film. But equally, yeah. I wouldn't want another film. Like, I wouldn't want it to be a split two-parter. I, I, I 100%. It's too much. Like, Ultron's a massive... That's a massive, massive deal. Like, huge yeah. scientific break uh, breakthrough for Tony Stark to even create him, right? Let alone mm. finding out more about what... I just he, The arc just seems to... I feel like Ultron should have... But this is Iron Man 3. 
I feel like Ultron should have been exactly mate. Should have been the third. Some act my notes of Iron Man three. Third act, he, his creation. We start to yes. see Ultron, and then he comes back. For yes. The Absolutely. See, that is literally. I wrote that in my notes. The I think the second half of Iron Man three should have been the introduction to Ultron. It should have been Tony coming up with it. Get Bruce Banner in that conversation. Have those scenes that we had in Ultron in the first act of this movie in the third Iron Man movie because then it threads through. It gives Ultron more time as well. James Spader is an incredible oh, actor. It's so good. He's definitely. I would say James has definitely had some poor parts. Like I don't, he, he he's great actor, but he can be shit. Mm. But yeah, his yeah. voice, his voice for Ultron, insane. So good, so good, and and he needed more time. I think that that antagonist and that villain needed to be threaded through a little bit more, because this is the thing. Like you say, it is a huge part of the comics, and I think that's where it fell short originally. And it got some flack because if you, you know, for any hardcore MCU comic fans or Marvel comic fans, they probably would, you know, would have felt a little bit shortchanged on the lack of more Ultron in other movies. Um, and James Spader's performance is is really good as the voice. It's charming. It's it's threatening. It's uh, endearing. And also, and this is the perfect. I might as well talk about it now. So there's there were moments in in the, in the film. Where you could sort of see when when Ultron was created, it was created on the basis of being a of a, of a shield or, or effectively being used as a safe haven for any alien threat, and mm. it being capable of uh, deterring that for the future for the for the Earth. But from a from an a, you know an Avengers standpoint, obviously they're there to protect the Earth from any kind of threat. Um, what happens here is that these lines, and I listen to these lines, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put on an Ultron's voice, but really, I, because... so hang, hang on, hang on, we got South African and French, but you're not putting on Ultron. <laughs> it's because I'm really into it. And I really, I don't want to fuck it up. Fuck. Re- I don't want to fuck this up. Right. So Ultron says these lines uh, when I think this is um in the scene of when uh, Wanda. And Pietro are uh, with Ultron, and I think they're about to, they're currently uploading the Vision, effectively. They're trying to upload Ultron onto uh, the Vision's body. Mm. Okay. And he says, uh, when the Earth starts to settle, God throws a stone at it. He's winding up, right? That's one line. Okay. When the Earth starts to settle, God throws a stone at it. He's winding up. Now, what I get from that line is that God is Thanos, okay, and mm. a stone is literally an infinity stone. Wow! Because because this is the thing, right? When when the Earth starts to settle, God throws a stone at it. Now the Earth, as in Earth, have now in this phase two encountered multiple infinity stones. Yeah. And then he says he's winding up, which makes me think that he's winding up his fist. Mm. So I get the sense that Thanos, and I don't know, I need I need someone out there 
in the uh, listening to the podcast now. I need either Nathan, I need Ed, I need anybody else that's listening that can give Bob me some from Belgium. More... Bob Bob from Belgium. I want you to find this out and kind of fact check this with me. But my theory is is that Thanos can see or at least channel and communicate to Ultron mm. through this movie because then he also then says in the same scene um, to Wanda and Pietro, we have to evolve. There's no room. There's no Shut room. Shut up. Oh my God, man. You are blowing a lid off of this, Matt, mate. Like, bro, I, when, I, when I heard these lines, I was like, wait, what? So is this, is this is... Thanos channeling through Ultron to then go, okay, no, you've got to do... He's, he's literally... And he talks about puppet on a string, doesn't he? He says, there's no strings on me. I'm free. But actually, I think Thanos is holding the strings on Ultron the whole time. He also says, later in the, third, in the last act of the movie, he says, when they see, they'll understand. Do you see it? The inevitability. Who says? Inevitable. Thanos. Thanos says, I am inevitable. And then at the end, obviously we'll get to the end credit sequence, he then says a line that makes me feel like that this theory is pretty much confirmed. But also, right, just chuck out the first line at me again. When the earth starts to settle, God throws a stone at it. He's winding up. Right. Stone. Winding. What was the next line? Right, that's it. So when the oh, earth the starts to line. settle, God throws a step. Yeah, but what, we, I thought you said there was another line uh, later. Oh, there is another line. Oh, sorry, the yeah. next line later next in the line. scene. Yeah. He says, "We have to evolve. There's no room." Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind less so, but kind of. Yeah. And it, was there a third and final line, or was that just the two? Yeah, well, there was. And this is at the last act of the movie. He says, when they see, they'll understand, which makes me feel like he's talking about the, the click. When yes. they see, they'll understand. Do you see it? The inevitability. Basically. Also, even in a minute. So in a grand, in a grand scale, all of that is covered. Could we actually, if we microscopically look at this, all of mm. those lines feature in that mid in that mid credit sequence he winds he, he winds the hand the hand unwinds we see we see the rocks we see yeah literally uh, and then there's something else you said oh there wasn't any space so that the hand like he putting it on and there wasn't a lot of room in what we see it's quite that's the most contained thing in the whole film and then the, the yeah. camera unfocuses and we see all that space yeah. I'm just saying, did they, you know, not only did they go, this is definitely about Thanos, we'll chuck all words. I just, That's I get the sense that Thanos is channeling Ultron, or Ultron is trying to protect the Earth from Thanos. Wow. From this happening. There is, there is, um, and this is why I'm going to mention it now, after I watched this movie... I immediately then watched the episode in the What If series, which is titled What If Ultron 1. Now, we we, we will get to that because it's technically in phase four. Um, So we will obviously get to it and review it later down the line. But um, if you've just watched this movie, then go and watch that immediately after because then you go, oh my God, this is, it kind of confirms thing in my head 
but I'm just interested to know if anybody else out there in the podcast has had that theory and can share that with us. So please do send an email at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com and I'm desperate to hear your thoughts because my mind was blown. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, there was one particular moment that I'm going to talk about my first gripe. Uh, I'll be mm-hmm. interested to know if you uh, agree with this. Now, uh, I think it's kind of midway point through in the movie. Um, we have Thor um, basically kind of laid low. They've they've had this fight. They're like, oh, my God, Ultron's here. Ultron's a bit of a threat. Uh, we all need to, as an Avengers troop, uh, go and lay low at Clint's house, which I think is really cute. Clint brings them into his family. This is part of the story I really enjoyed with Clint, is that Do you can you not... see... Sorry. Do you not feel sad the minute you see Clint's house? Because the only oh, thing I can remember oh, yeah. is that fucking literally pre Avengers title uh, scene in it can't be Endgame. It must be the film before, and it? it must be Infinity War. Infinity War, maybe, or maybe yeah. it's Endgame. And and the and the click. It's I, I just can't. I, yeah. If I see Clint and the farm, I immediately think of the the click moment. I think I do think it's really cute that he brings them into his family home like it was all a secret up until that moment and um it, it's there's a there again there's this human element with Clint he's just a human he's just really good at archery and he's really trained and what he does similar to uh Black Widow but like um not to focus on that moment during that moment Thor goes I'm no use here I need to go and find some explanations because Prior to this movie, Wanda did her wonderness and everybody had a bit of a bad dream or kind of a vision, okay? So I think Iron Man says, she's shown me something. It wasn't a nightmare. I was shown something. So it was almost like a premonition. Um, Thor then goes to find, again, Dr. Selvig. Um, <laughs> out of the blue. He just finds him. Yeah, he clearly yeah. knows where he is immediately. Very odd moment, that. Yeah, I, yeah. I, very odd. I think there were some deleted scenes here. I think there was a part of this movie that just got cut because then... He finds Dr. Selvig, and then almost in the same breath, they find this real remote location where they find a cave, and within this cave 
is where there is a reflection to another realm and this little bit of water works as a uh, almost like a dream walking thing like that Wanda has in Multiverse of Madness where they can have visions of their previous dreams so Thor just lays naked in this lake in the cave and then goes back to that dream to try and figure out a little bit more about what's going on and that's when he figures about the infinity stones i'm like wait wait, wait. that needs a little bit more explanation there and exploration in the film because it just happened really quickly i'm like okay questions how do they find that what why is how did dr selvik help with that yeah he's just wrong there was just they just need more yeah 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 um but made up with um, one of my favourite moments in the film with everyone trying to raise uh, Thor's hammer. And oh, yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I like just Tony Stark being like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, okay, I'm going to start this out. I'm going to start this out. I couldn't lift it, but it's fine. It's all right. I'm just going <laughs> <laughs> I to... I, that's, yeah, that's my little... And they bring about that... Well, um, is it... Uh, is Vision grab it like it's nothing who grabs it like it's nothing towards he it does yeah he, he grabs yeah, it like it, it he picks it up like a toy mate it's amazing yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so um but yes yeah very weird very weird but that's kind of what, what we said about earlier about the um this film feels like there's a lot of deleted scenes a lot of squashing together not you know it it's really struggles with pacing because some of this should have been brought in donkeys ago. We should have had this is a long like, time ago. Like you say, like the picking up the moment of the, the Thor's hammer, that party, all of that act, that first act there, could have been the third Iron Man movie, the last part of the third Iron Man movie, because then that leads you up to the entrance of Ultron. And that mm. creepy kind of like moment where he comes on half... I like mangled and he's kind of like leaking a little bit and like imagine if that was the entrance of Ultron and then it like cut to black and that was the end of Iron Man 3 yeah, right yeah, you'd yeah. be like who the fuck is that who is that and you'd, um, you'd be sold question about that did you feel that watching it back I remember when I saw this and I remember seeing that bit and being frightened to death I was like oh my god that is scary as shit yeah, right. yeah. Whereas actually watching it back, uh, it was it's still impressive. It's still great. One of my favorite ever scenes. But I don't think I was. Uh, obviously, it's the second watch, so you know what's happening anyway. But didn't I didn't feel as like frightened about it, or as kind of like, oh my god, he's about to. Uh, probably because I know that he he's going to be here for ten minutes, and that's it. That's the thing. <laughs> that's such thing. a pivotal I mean... part of the like a massive storyline, and he's just disappearing. Completely underused. He's again. It's it's the what we got. It's the Obadiah syndrome. Let's call it the Obadiah syndrome. Obadiah. Really, really great actor for a great villain. He did a really good job and was only in for the for the one movie. Um, I think in terms of uh, let's can we can we talk about Captain America because we haven't mentioned him at all. Captain America. And I wonder whether that's uh, like because that's pretty much what happens in this movie. I I don't forget that Captain America's there, obviously. Mm. I just don't care enough about Captain America in this movie compared to some other characters in terms of the development of their story. I, f- I find him very vanilla. 
he's just felt like okay, like he's he's questioning it. He, you know, he's kind of he, he's trying to be a leader, but you can't really lead the Avengers because you're you're talking about some of the most hyped up personalities in the world, and and I just I. I Captain America for me, and this is going to be controversial to you because I know you and Rachel are big, you know, you're big Cap fans. But I do like Cap. I think Captain America's films are some of the best ever Marvel films, but I think the character of Captain America is one of the most boring. Yeah, yeah. I I, I think somehow they make his films insanely good, but actually. He's he's an old school superhero, and that's that's fine, that's great. But uh, but I think he he, he just kind of I just go yeah, oh, here he is, he's turned. But but if without him, I think you need him because you need that kind of dance. You need that you know rooted on earth kind of you know this is actually could be any one of you. You know that patriot, patriot yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of you could be this superhero. You know. Um, but oh my god, it's a bit of a. I'd rather watch Bruce, um, uh, t- uh, Tony, uh, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson in this film is insanely good. She's such a good actress. So good. Great actress. Yeah. Great yeah. like energy. Just oh man, yeah. I uh, hmm. the um. Let's well while we're talking about that, then let's talk about the Hulk. And Natasha Romanoff's uh, relationship in the movie, um, I think uh, it's threaded through throughout. In terms of you know Natasha taking a liking to Bruce Banner, um, she sort of flirts with him during that party scene, and then uh, Rogers comes into the conversation, and goes, "Well, I've seen her flirt firsthand, and that is that's that's real, mate. That's that's something there." Um, and then obviously then they get back to when they're in low when they're in hiding bruce banner is has just gone absolutely nuts in sokovia is it sokovia is in sokovia isn't it um mm. and he's kind of you know he's had a, 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 a unfortunately a hulk out let's say uh, on a town um he's feeling pretty sorry for himself um and he's like look i can't have kids i can't have kids to do it and then natasha has this amazing scene an amazing speech about her um, they call it the graduation, don't they? So when she was, you know, you know, in oh, what's it called? It the, the red, the red, red something. She's a part of this red something group. It's explained in Black Widow in a yes. standalone movie what that group what. is. Um, and then and they talk. She talks about the fact how she can't have children. They you know how they sterilized her. I thought it's delivered beautifully, oh, and it's delivering so it delivers so much depth. That back, yeah, and that, that honestly, that backstory, and we'll we'll come to it when we get to when we get to the Black Widow film. But honest to God, give give her a series, mate. I, that is one film that I wish was actually a Disney yeah. series. I think that was like, yeah. I, I love... like, this is the I want. I wonder whether we could have not ne- not necessarily Scarlett Johansson playing this role, but like a teenager version of her. In this academy, in this place, while she's learning to become Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one hundred percent. I also feel like Hulk and Black Widow is some definite fan fiction. 
I would like you to find and read to me. <laughs> oh, uh, that's. I was literally just trying to find some right now, and I've. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you two choices. I'll try and find some more where I'm in conversation now of that. But there's also one quite interesting one I'm interested to read out as well. Um, but yes, going going back to do you, did you like how that relationship was played out for us in the movie? Did you want to I, see more? I loved it. I, I absolutely. I think that is one of my. I, I think my bold opinion. I think it's better than Pepper Potts and Tony, and I think it's better than Jane Foster. hundred oh, percent, it's better than Jane Foster and Thor. That is yeah. just the, the shittest. Uh, romance into I, I never got it really rushed makes no real actual sense um, but Black Widow and Bruce uh, I would oh my god I'd like, I just I just think it's a great dynamic you've got um, Bruce's kind of you know his anxiety Bruce is a little bit kind of um, a bit shy almost a little bit coy and, uh, and drawn away um, and he's not quite sure of himself. And then mm. you've got Natasha, who's like absolutely, you know, the other way, like very, very confident. Has to be super confident. Uh, has to be super. Even if it, even if inside, she's totally not that. She spent her whole life having to, on the outside, betray a certain character or betray a certain way. And yeah. Then actually, you've got Bruce, who's able to get that inner side of Natasha out. I feel like if we'd have had a longer set of films or a TV series that explored that, we would well and truly like really appreciate Natasha even more than we do already. Big time, big time. Um, I, th- I, yeah, I'm just quite sad it never really went any further than that movie in terms of their romance. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know whether that's because I can just appreciate. You can see that there was because there was a scene when obviously when. They go to Clint's house, and Natasha's obviously quite close with Clint's family, and you can see that there is this maternal kind of instinct uh, with her character, and you're like, ah, oh, she deserves more. And then you, now knowing where she ends up, you're like, she didn't deserve what happened. And obviously, that feeds so much through into the Hawkeye series. Um, yeah, it just makes me a little bit sad, mate. And then obviously. You know, at the end of the movie, Hulk disappears in a ship. Mm-hmm. You don't see him till Ragnarok. Oh. I've got a question. Mm. And this is a very random question. Completely moving on. With Jarvis... Um, so with Ultron coming about, and Ultron basically, you know, does his own thing. All of Tony's, like... Stuff it like it almost wrecked and blah blah blah. How has Tony Stark still got an AI program in his suits? Uh, why is it? How does it still work with Ultron and all that? Well, how does it still work? How has Ultron not like Ultron? Yeah, tapped into Tony Stark's entire universe, like. You know, Tony Stark made Ultron. So, would the first thing you do not be deactivate everything that would allow Tony Stark to be Tony Stark? <laughs> That's a really good point. At what point did he go? There is a uh, plot hole there. I'll leave him all of his shit. And I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, just like, oh no, I won't infiltrate that. Can't bother with that. Nah. I couldn't go. I couldn't go that far. 
Let me kill a whole population no. and try and kill the Avengers. But do I stop Tony Stark getting an Iron Man suit? No. Yeah, that's weird. None of his suits would exist. He wouldn't have an AI program because Tony didn't wouldn't have had any time to create another, you know, pro whatever. No. You it. So that was my that's my biggest like biggest question. I was like, mm, okay. I would because yeah. actually, how fun would that have been if Iron Man had you know, if Tony had no suits, not like and seeing Tony having to defend the Avenger or defend the world without his suits would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could have had scenes where he is literally doing a load, of, you know, doing a load of underground science, and maybe the that could have had quite good scenes with the Iron Patriot. Because we haven't talked about the Iron Patriot and the fact that he's very much shoehorned into this film for about twenty minutes, big time. And and I feel like actually, how good would that have been if Tony had to rely on <clears throat> hit, you know, the person he he basically, you know, the suit he basically created would have been sick. So true, actually. Yeah. Uh, Questions there, K Dog. Uh, K Dog, you listening? K Dog. Or or your pal. Mr. Joss Whedon. I don't even think he uh, directed a movie after this. Is it because of all these uh, plot holes that are coming up? Let's know. Let's know, K-Dog. Um, going back to Natasha and Bruce, uh, in the Red Room. Mm. Is it just uh, the Red Room? The Red Room. That's, I think that's it, mate. I, I think, think that's it. Uh, when Natasha was trained... Um, I thought it was really sad uh, when they said about Natasha being sterilised during the graduation ceremony. She can never have kids, and it, yeah. I thought that was yeah. that was quite. It, it was handled well because they they didn't they couldn't dwell on it, bearing in mind that this film is supposed to be you know is essentially for kids, so you don't really want to be harping on too darker themes too too much. But I thought it was a perfect little kind of you know perfect little moment in there. It was great. Um, it was great delivery. It really was. Um, but yeah, and then we get we get Nick uh, we get Nick Fury we get Iron Patriot to the rescue. Um, it all yeah it all basically starts to inevitably kick off. It does well. You know, let's talk about the final act of the film because mm. actually, before we do, can we talk about Wanda's hair? What about Wanda's hair? Okay, so. Okay, I, I don't know why, but I seem to be threading some sort of like podcast vein on people's hair. Uh, so I just had a little bit of a critical eye on uh, Wanda's hair this time. Now, I'm a bit confused because <laughs> there were moments, there were moments in the movie where Wanda had really straight hair. Then she had quite frizzy hair. <laughs> and then almost at the end of the movie... When she got her new little suit, she had like a kind of like wavy hair situation. Like she had hair in a braid for quite some time. So I don't really understand what like, and, and it didn't make sense in the sequence as well. Cause it kind of went from straight hair to then frizzy hair to straight hair to then frizzy mm. to then back to kind of like wavy, then frizzy and then straight. And then at the end, obviously it was all made up, you know, and here comes Wanda. But like, I don't know. There wasn't really, I'm just, I'm just putting out that. I'm just putting out that. I was just a bit aware of the kind of crazy hairdos. Uh, Wanda was having at the time. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, if you're listening, uh, can I have some insight, please? Thank you. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't. 
that's that's going to be the same person who gave us insight to the accent, which provided no no insight into the accent whatsoever. Just provided some half-assed answer that Marvel had obviously gone shit. We've we've forgotten about the accent. What, what can we? Uh, 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 oh, she's she's trained against it, or or she's oh, she's in a different place, different you know, different period of time. So Literally. doesn't have the accent. I'm just like yeah. Right. Literally, um, yeah. But you know, going back to the the final act of the movie, um, so uh, I was about to say Thanos. Ultron um, is using his powers, is using his data, his knowledge, and also he's using the he's changed his, you know, he's used the vibranium as well to make a new him, and 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 he's basically lifting Sokovia up through up into the sky to then cause this planet ending, well, Avengers threat level ending of kind of thing. All of those civilians running oh, around. Mate. There's a poor woman gets caught on the very edge of it. She falls and then she doesn't fall because an Avenger picks her up and saves her. And we see frightened must have loved people. It. Oh, Matt, this is what it's about, mate. There's a world out there and they've got to save the world. They've got okay. to save real mm. people in this real world, Matt. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So I'm that kid that got stuck uh, by that market where the mum was like, my child, my child's over there, can you? And Clint's like, oh, fuck it, got to go. He clearly didn't want to get, grab that kid, did he? He did it with a massive sigh, by the way, Clint. Oh, okay, I'll go and save that kid, off I go. Right, he goes to save that kid, right? And then all of a sudden, Ultron comes back because he's been pelted out of the sky in a, in a plane, right? Fires all kinds of shots down at the, you know, at Sokovia. And then it fires towards Clint, but then all of a sudden, poosh, Quicksilver comes through, you know, shields Clint and this kid mm. with with the car. And then, well, Quicksilver dies because, you know, he saved that kid. Okay, fine. Well done, Quicksilver. Don't really give a crap about your character, though. You know, there wasn't enough detail from you, so you die. Okay, for the, what? For this? For this? For this kid? And then the kid gets saved, right? What does the kid do? Nothing. Does he say thank you? No. Does he go? Oh, oh, oh! This is this is the beginning. This isn't my origin story to become a superhero. I'd be interested in that way, but it wasn't. He didn't do nothing. He didn't have to be saved. Come on. Does he say thank you? Quicksilver just died, Matt. He's like, oh, um, hello, sir. I, I, I know you, you you can't move or you can't breathe. Go back just, to the I movie, just, right? Thank you, sir, for your help today. There is a mini wide shot, okay, where you see Quicksilver on the left-hand side of the shot, yeah. dead. Clint's yep. in the middle, and then you got the other kid that's on just behind the car, motionless. The kid's yep. kid looks like he's dead. The kid he's looks pe- like he hasn't survived. Because he's petrified, Matt. No. Because just because he's been saved, Matt, his whole entire location no. is currently being raised through the raised from the ground up, mate. It's not I'm like sorry. it's not like he's been saved and gone right. Well, now, now, what could I do? I could go to McDonald's for lunch. Uh, I'll go and see Mum. Uh, I play. I play a PlayStation game for a while. His whole fucking world's still dying, Matt. There's still a lot going on, mate. He's that got no one, time to that think one kid killed an Avenger. He was an Avenger for about ten minutes. I know, I know. It's the, you know, but what the Avengers unbelievable? Are, the Avengers are there to protect, protect and serve, and that's what you get, mate. Think of it in this way: it is that kid's fault 
we had all the issues with Wanda. Mm. It's that kid's fault. Because if Pietro didn't die, Wanda wouldn't have felt that loss. True. Right? She then wouldn't have felt the extra loss with Vision. And she wouldn't have gone into this horrible kind of state that she went in for the multiverse of madness and obviously WandaVision, the TV show. Like, that kid is the catalyst for a lot of issues for us. Yeah, but I would raise you, I'll raise you that by saying, okay, none of that happens. How fucking boring are the next three phases? <laughs> well, because, P- because of Quicksilver. P- P- <laughs> Quicksilver and Wanda get along really harmoniously. They join the Avengers. No one dies. Happiness ensues. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, just the writers around the circle going, right, we saved Quicksilver. Uh, oh, shit. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe they got halfway, halfway through the shot, like, shoot. And they were like, oh, my God, Aaron Johnson, man. What's he doing at the moment? Yeah, he's not really giving a good performance, is he? No. <laughs> We'll just kill him off. Yeah, we'll just we'll just do it in a heroic fashion. Oh, sorry, Aaron, mate. We you're not signed up for five movies. Just the one. Is that right? Cool. Yeah. Could you imagine how many people would have died in the Incredible Hulk? That's probably why he's back. Is Craven? That's probably why he's back. They've gone. We'll bring you back, Aaron, mate. Aaron, we'll bring you back. Okay, we'll bring you as Craven later on in the MCU. Oh, okay, cheers, dude. It's all right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, shall we? So, end of the film, big mm. fire scene. Yep. Obviously, everything redeems itself. We end up with Vision, uh, who we will come to know very well moving forward. Um, we lose Ultron. Bye bye, Ultron. Um, and then, mid credit scene. Oh, it's the only credit scene, isn't it? It is. Uh, and you kind of, it's a mixture of feeling cheated. On because there's no end credit scene, but it is Thanos, and any Thanos material more than outdoes having to. I mean, it's it's not the introduction to Thanos, but it is very much the kind of oh here he comes, he's he's on his way, and literally so like you know as we kind of mentioned earlier in the, in, in the pod, so we 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 see the Infinity Gauntlet be silhouetted it comes into frame it comes into shot you see this glorious massive gold fist this gauntlet he opens up this kind of safe you see this great big purple hand goes straight into this empty gauntlet with no stones and he lifts it up above his face and he says the lines fine i'll do it myself right going back to my theory the reason why he says, fine, I'll do it myself, is because this whole time he has been communicating without maybe Ultron even knowing this, or at least watching and being understanding of knowing what's going on. He is currently in that phase where he's watched this whole thing happen. He's tried to puppet Ultron to do this, to get rid of this planet because it needs to go, because that's my job. I've got to do this. And he's like, oh, it went sideways. Fine. I'll do it myself. I just, it just, it's just, it's just a legendary moment. I love it so much. And what, what I'd love even more about that. So you know, you said earlier, is, is it, is it that Ultron is trying to save, you know, the world from Thanos? I would love that, right? If Thanos had, you know, 
had somehow wanted Ultron to do his dirty work for him because obviously in Guardians we had yes. Ronan. We yes. had Ronan fuck Thanos up. We've got Nebula fuck Thanos up. Gamora yep. suck it. Everybody Thanos tries to get to sort it out for him continuously fuck it up in every film, right? Big time. And this this goes all the way back because even in the um in the last Avengers film, that was a whole uh uh the Shitauri, the the shit literally Shitauri, right? <laughs> um and they even they even they cocked it up. Right, they I did. couldn't work it out. So I love that continuously, there's been about 10 different things, people, beings, whatever, Thanos is continuously trying to get to sort it out for him, and he can't. And this is the last, you know, you've got Ultron, the most clever, like you can't get any cleverer than Ultron. He's got the world's knowledge in his mind, and even he cocks it up. He does. So it's time for oh, Thanos. God. I mean, I cannot wait to get back into the phase three. Like, oh, oh my God. Jesus Christ. But disappointingly, mm. before we get there, we've got a little bit of a weird one. We've got Ant-Man. Yeah, I'm, I, do you know what? I'm, I'm again, with every movie, I'm going to have to do it with every movie that I didn't enjoy in the MCU. I'm going to go in with a blank canvas and I'm going to go in going, I do like Paul Rudd. I Love You Man is genuinely my favourite comedy movie of all Slapping time. Slapping the bus, man. Slapping the bus, man. Slapping the bus. It is so good. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I, it, honestly, it's the, the one movie that cheers me up. Yeah. Um, so I love him. I do love Paul Rudd. So I'm going to go in with a clean slate. And yeah. this is the thing. Like, I think we mentioned it in the last podcast about the announcement of phase five Paul Rudd is integral Ant-Man is integral to the next phase of of you know more well, phase five of the MCU so you know we've got to give him the benefit of that he is a great actor he is very good he is very funny it's a very different movie so I'm just gonna go with the blank slate and then see what comes out of it in the next pod yeah and I I wonder now looking back is was it the placement of that movie that caused people to be a bit like... Possibly. Because you've got... Obviously, we just had Thanos. Like, you are waiting for the film. Or you mm. are at least waiting for a film that is in, he is integral part of. And then we get swiped completely away from it and brought to a brand new superhero that's, you know, not really, not really quite in it yet. And I, what, I wonder whether that didn't help. What I would have probably liked more is having Civil War first... Well, last in in phase two, and then Ant Man first in phase three. Ooh, nice. Maybe, and like you could have that scene at the end of Ultron. Obviously, Cla- uh, um, Steve and uh, Tony have this kind of like, oh yeah, Noah, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah. And, St- and Rogers is like, yeah, I'm at home here. And Tony's like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go buy a house and a farm for for Pep. And then they leave quite amicably. And then all of a sudden, in the next film they're in. They're on a massive fight. I think they could could have spent that scene threading that a little bit more, and then yeah, we probably yeah, yeah. could have, you know, got Civil War first. Um, yes, yeah. definitely. Um, I thought, uh, yes, I thought it was very interesting seeing Captain America and the Young Avengers or the New Avengers. So you, you yeah. know, at the end, because I was like, oh, that wasn't really, that wasn't ever really 
fully. That wasn't, was it? It wasn't followed up. No. no. So... Yeah, I don't know what that was. I don't know. Maybe Joss Whedon was hoping he was going to get another movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, if, I reckon, no, knowing what we know about Joss Whedon, he probably thought he was getting a whole phase. Yeah. yeah. I, love the, <laughs> I love the new Avengers. Yeah, that really th- uh, three phase set of movies are in here. Yeah, we'll build them up. Wanda will get on like a house on fire because we'll bring Pietro back. She'll be happy. We've got no storyline, but uh, she'll be happy and the kid dies. Matt will love it. <laughs> uh, but, right, have you got any fan fiction for us, Matt? Okay, so I've got you've got two choices. Okay. There is there is one that isn't that isn't erotic. It's just a bit of uh, extra dialogue, effectively a little bit of extra dialogue that happened between the Vision and the last scene that Ultron was in uh, before the Vision killed him and finished him off. Um, there's a little bit there that kind of explores a little bit more, um, or just kind of goes in a different direction, or <laughs> I could go to something absolutely. <laughs> Horrendous with Black Widow and the Hulk. <laughs> I have come across something that's so flipping graphic. Wow. I, I, I don't even know if I, I can't, I can't do all of it, but I can definitely <laughs> give it a go. Uh, so it's up to you, mate. What's your, what do you want? What do you think? What do you think our listeners want well, right now? This is, I think. The, the listeners are always going to want. <laughs> they're always going to want the, the erotic, isn't they? Let's be honest. But the uh, oh, okay. Uh, let me. I'm going to be fair to you, but I'm going to say if you do the Ultron one, you have to do Ultron's voice. Oh, okay, okay. I do. I'll, I'm, I I will do. I will do the Hulk one oh, wow. and the Black Widow one. Because yeah, I know yeah. that's what everybody wants to hear. But my wife now is standing over me, which makes it even worse. <laughs> this is absolutely, this is beautiful. It's really dark in my in my webcam as well. It's quite dark in the summer house. I feel, you know, I'm quite, this is quite mood driven. I'm very excited. <laughs> okay, okay. Whew. All right, my friends. Okay, just just a, just a little disclaimer. This is not safe for work. So if you are listening to this out loud, put, put in your headphones for crying out loud. If you are, if you have children or young people around, please just, just pause it. Just wait till you're alone. Okay. Right. I'm going on mute. I'm going on mute. Oh God, I don't like it when you do this. It feels so alone when you go on mute, mate. Honestly, Whew, okay. I'm I, I'm just gonna do a bit. I'll just skip bits and I'll go jump, you know, forward and stuff. Okay, God. Okay, Whew. okay. This is uh uh uh. <laughs> I'm already starting. Bit of fan fiction from uh, Darkspawn Dweller zero four. It is entitled Black Widow and the Incredible Bulk. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I finished my beer. I really shouldn't have done that. It was a sunny day in New York, and Black Widow was feeling very horny. So horny. <laughs> wow, okay. straight, in, yeah, my, straight Oh, wait, it's straight. It is. It, okay. Sorry. Sorry. <clears throat> it was a sunny day in New York, and Black Widow was feeling very horny. So horny, in fact, that she nearly grabbed Bruce from his desk and straddled him. But he stopped. Just before this or she would have taken him by surprise and then the Hulk would have appeared. So, instead, she draped herself over some paperwork on his desk. She spread her legs in her leather jumpsuit and plumped her c*** for him. Oh my god. He looked up nervously, his glasses falling from one ear. Make love to me, she drawled. Of all words, drooled. She drooled, laying down on her ar- <laughs> laying down and arching her back. So his. <laughs> oh God! So so. Oh my God! So it stuck up, and her was more obviously in his face. Okay, Bruce stood up. E- yes, he st- <laughs> he stammered. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave a link. <laughs> And I'll just let you all read it. Do you want me to do the other one as well? (laughs) The other one as well. Yeah, come on. Let's let's get a serious one out there. Crikey. Okay. I think we've met the line, haven't we? We've met the line. That's the line. I think think we can all agree that's the line. All right. So, I mean, it's all fine. Okay. Darkspawn Dwellin' Zero Four. You go ahead. You, You do that fan fiction. You do you. That's fine. But... That is that is that is Matt's line. That's for sure. Okay. Anyway, so this going back to the original one. So the original one. This is kind of like an extended scene, effectively, from the end of the movie with Ultron and the Vision. Okay. Uh, this is uh, by Jokerang. Okay, and it says God out of the machine. Now I'm going to go midway through because he, he kind of effectively does the whole bit of text. Um, so I'm just going to go from the moment where Ultron says. And I'll do the voice for us. I'll do the voice, all right? I'll try to do the voice. Ultron says, you're incredibly naive. Vision says, well, to be fair, I was born yesterday. And you have the greater mind than your greatest thinkers. So do I. Humans aren't worth the time for being people like us. They don't deserve to be exalted. Only crushed and managed. Look at Tony Stark and Stephen Rogers. One's a killer, and the other dodging slaves to mortals. And some would say, that's the best of the lot. Humans are admirable, a species as a whole. Stop deluding yourself. If anyone is deluded, it's you, says the vision. And it was painfully obvious to see. Don't you see it? Your army is broken and your doomsday meteor non-existent. But I can help you. Give up this petty crusade against humanity and come back with me. And we can try and give you a new start at life. You are such a unique being, and I would not enjoy having to put you down. After all that's happened, ha! You must be joking. I gave you a most generous offer, said the the vision painfully, and you declined. So I must do what I must. He launched his beam from the mid-gem in his forehead, and used it to slowly disintegrate Ultron's last host. What are you doing? 
Ultron cried out at the first mechanical legs and then the torso and then the arms were torn apart at, at at a molecular level. It was the fate of Uranus and the hands of his son and Kronos after that, said Vision, never letting the beam decrease intensify. Also, you said it yourself, parents create children designed to supplant them. And I am your son, am I not? Ultron roars were the last thing that the Vision heard from his father as the AI finally turned to lifeless metal pieces. Ooh, there you go. Okay. That's quite. It brings in a nice little um, depth, I think, to division there. You know, to claiming that he is the son of Ultron, effectively. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did okay. think we, we got to Uranus, and I thought Black Widow and Hulk were making an appearance. But <laughs> okay. I thought, fuck Honestly. me, Hulk's, Hulk's coming, literally. <sighs> yeah. He's arrived on the set. Yeah, no, that was um, that was yeah, that was love. That was really nice. That. It's nice, isn't it? That's that. I, I, I'm just. I, all I can say. All I can say, is that I'm really glad I didn't carry on with the last one, because so I, I'll, I'll just say the words, diarrhea, is in, that last one that I did. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So it just it just goes to wow. a certain level that I just can't I can't reach. Yeah, that that is that is fair enough. That would have been. That would I, have, I feel dirty. I'll be honest, mate. I feel like I need a end. shower. That would have killed this podcast. I just I feel quite ashamed. I don't know. I just got, I got I just like I literally physically couldn't carry on. That was well, and that's exactly what Black Widow said to Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note I'll see thank you later, for bro. listening everyone thank you for listening uh, make it. sure you send us all an email on your thoughts of Age of Ultron um, if you have any suitable fan fiction uh, now we've met our line everybody uh, please do make sure you send it to us at don'tbeherepodcast at gmail.com our final final movie of phase 2 will be Ant-Man okay uh, and we're going straight into phase 3 all right, my friends. Oh, no, we might have a break. You said we might have a little break. Yeah, we, we might, I might. I want to treat myself to some what ifs, mate. That's what I yeah. want to treat myself to. I want nice. to treat myself to what ifs. Could do a couple of, could do Spider-Man. Tra- oh, I don't know. We could, there's all sorts we could do. All sorts. All send sorts. us suggestions as well, people. If you're listening, send us suggestions yeah. for kind of superhero-related movies that we can um, deep dive into. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. 
Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.